Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Main Event Podcast. We're recording live on the Joe Show YouTube, Facebook, and Trovo channels, as well as on Squirrel Sports on Twitch. We're going to chat, chat it large about AEW Beach Break 2022 special double episode of uh, AEW television yeah. from a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I'm Jez. That's Dan. That's my belt. I finally hung it up. It's taken like goddamn yeah. a year, more than a year, must be. It's <laughs> but like I didn't hang it up when I first had it, and then you had it for ages, and then I didn't hang it up when I got it back. But it's there now. It is suspended in the Finally. air. <sighs> Christ! But it's there now, and just it's in there. time for me to lose it, probably. Uh, but I can put other things there, like. Um, Stuff. Flowers? No. Um, I don't know. I'll work that out when it when the problem arises. Hopefully, it won't be an issue because I will close the gap, the deficit that exists between us in the prediction competition. Keep my belt. Yeah. Leave it hanging there for all time. It'll be glorious. Alright. But how are you on this yeah, Tuesday? Yeah, I'm, right. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, Apart pretty good. Hanging your belt. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you saw the entire process of hanging the belt. It only literally yeah. took like three minutes. I could have done it a long time ago, but oh, I saw him do DIY. It's just one of those one of those jobs that that didn't get done. Don't you host yourself, Jez? That would be a good idea, wouldn't it? That would be far too organised. That far far too organised. Maybe I'll uh, toddle off and do that as we uh, we get into the the show in a little bit, but. Uh, we should probably crack on. Uh, this is the first AEW event that we have covered on the Main Event Podcast, which yep. uh, does mean that we will have done them all now. Mm. Uh, we hadn't done an Impact Wrestling until a few weeks ago, and this will be mm. the, the last of the major American promotions, at least, that mm. we need to cover. There are still some major international promotions that we haven't covered, and I'm sure we will one day, but... Uh, but not today. Uh, for newbies, what's AEW? AEW, also known as All Elite Wrestling, is a fairly new company uh, that was started by, uh, among other people, Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, uh, the Young Bucks, and the money behind it is the son of Shad Khan, who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Tony Khan is is the money and technically, you know, the the CEO and the head honcho of uh of aew uh has been a lifelong wrestling fan so he says and when you interview him and ask him about stuff from 20 years ago that that seems to to be true he he does tell the truth and knows his stuff yeah. uh it started in 2019 yeah. was really going on a on a hot run uh tv contract with tnt to air dynamite every week was mm -hmm. doing good pay-per-view and then mm -hmm. the pandemic came along and it yeah kind of regressed them a little bit but they're on the way back up now they pretty much yeah. have signed everybody that wwe have released in the last year yeah. and a half so their roster is stacked there will be some names that you recognize if you uh, are a wwe fan at least in the last five years mm. uh, and yes he also owns uh fulham football club that is daddy shad not not tony Khan, yeah. and tried to buy wembley yeah i wish he would have bought wembley wish he would have bought wembley that would have been 
hella cool, but uh, it, I think he's still trying, actually, because they're not wrestling news, but the news today is that uh, they're working on a contract to bring the Jacksonville Jaguars back to Wembley for a few years. So, so that's AEW. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Beach Break was two special episodes of their weekly television show, Dynamite and Rampage, mm -hmm. uh, from Wednesday and Thursday, not last week, but the week before, mm -hmm. Royal Rumble week. And uh, it was a, a stacked card of some wonderful matches. And we'll, we'll crack yeah. into the first one because it started with a bang. It did. So the two-night beach break event got started with, a, with, as you said, a bang when TNT champion Cody Rhodes faced interim TNT champion Sammy Guevara in an un, unofficiate language going here. Unofficiate. <laughs> Unification. Unification. That one. Unification. Ladder match. <laughs> the match began traditionally with chain wrestling in the middle of a ring, but soon Cody left the ring and secured the first ladder of the contest. Rody Rhodes <laughs> set the ladder up balance between the ring and barricade, but Guevara struck with a distraction and the pair fought through the crowd instead. Sammy grabbed a taller ladder when the, then the first taller lads than the first and with the fight back in the ring used it as a battering ram to the head of Rhodes Guevara climbed the ladder to retrieve the belts but Cody caught him and soon delivered a huge suplex from the top of the ladder to the ring below during commercial the taller ladder was turned upside down and and when we returned to action Sammy was dropped on the struts and figure four leg locks between the rungs of the ladder satisfied that he had worn Guevara down Cody set up the taller ladder and climbed for the belts but Sammy was not out and leapfrogged from the turnbuckle to the shorter ladder and dived at Cody and dropped him from the top of the of the ladder with a huge cutter Sammy climbs the ladder himself but it was pushed over by Cody as both men climbed the ladders again. Rose delivered crossroads to Guevara and again went for the win. But Sammy popped up and the match continued. Back at ringside, the first ladder came back into play with Rhodes placed on top of the ladder. Sammy climbed to the top of another and delivered a Jeff Hardy at WrestleMania 17 like Swanton Bomb onto Cody. Guevara climbed the ladder in the ring and Rhodes had enough left to chase after him, but Sammy hit Cody in the head with the championship belts and, and he sent him crashing to the ring and was able to secure the belts to become the undisputed TNT champion. Nice. And it, nice start. It's just your luck that the uh, you know the mo the most involved intense match with the the most happening and the most write up yeah. went to to you as the the resident dyslexic. But yeah, you did, you did fine apart from unification. But that's a stupid word anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I know that you are not as regular uh, an AEW mm. viewer as I am. Uh, mm. What did you think of the way that this? show started i think it started with a big bang started did indeed well started strong again as i said before on the show i like my more extreme matches 
which is definitely more extreme. I really liked that uh, cutter that Guevara gave to Cody off the top of a ladder. That was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, because there was question when when Cody Rhodes couldn't defend the belt uh, that mm. he just won. I assume he got COVID, right? Because that's the yeah, only thing that, so. that you come back from within a fortnight that you might think you need to have a new champion. But there were lots of people questioning why they would bother having an interim TNT champion when they were expecting Cody back in a fortnight. But the answer is so that they could do this, the ladder match. Uh, it's yeah. just so that they had an opportunity to have two belts hanging from the the top of the ring and uh, have yeah. a cracking match between the two and go after it. And it yeah. really, really adds to the the credibility and the legacy of Sammy Guevara mm. um, beating Cody Rhodes in this ladder match. Cody Rhodes having won the TNT Championship the most since the company yeah. began uh, and obviously being, you know, kind of a, a megastar in the company and around the world. Mm-hmm. So it it does a lot for, for Sammy Guevara, pushes him up yeah. a peg or two uh, in what was a cracking match and a great way to start a special event. Yeah. But here's the uh here's the question. Yeah. Why are they having beach break mm. in February? Cuz they didn't think it through. No, no, you're right. I don't think they did. And and further to that, um why are they having beach break in Cleveland, Ohio, which historically doesn't really have a beach i mean it's got like lakeside some sand next to a lake but they didn't they didn't get the message no no they they really didn't um very very strange Mm. that they didn't just have a different named event yeah in the summer have have you know beach break in the summer instead but yeah. Yeah. As long as the action continues in in this vein, then I w- I won't be mad at it. I will be yeah. perfectly happy. Absolutely. Uh but we did predict this entire show. Uh here are our predictions uh for this first part of Beach Break on on Dynamite. Uh the TNT Championship. Uh we differed you said that Cody Rhodes would win. I said that Sammy Guevara would win. Uh, so immediately, that's a point for me. Nice. Jess mm-hmm. one, Dan zero. Uh, and yeah. then on the rest of the card, uh, Red Velvet versus Legit Layla Hirsch. We differed on that. Uh, we both said that the Inner Circle would defeat Daniel Garcia and 2.0. And we both said that Adam Cole would defeat Orange Cassidy in the Lights Out match. And we'll come back to the... Uh, the second half of the predictions when that becomes necessary later mm-hmm. in the night. But it's a good start in getting a point, keeping my belt hanging right there. All right. Now, the next match, uh, yeah. not not too much to write home about, but this was a, a television event rather than a pay-per-view event, so you're going to have some some throwaway matches. And in the next contest, hometown boy Wardlow took on two jobbers in a two-on-one handicap match. 
as I said, with very little to write about in this match. Wardlow made light work uh, of the pair with multiple power bombs and walked out with the victory. Mm. Any thoughts? It, it was a squash match. It was a squash match. It was a match that happened. Yes. Really very, very much a match happened. This was very much Braun Strowman or when he was like doing his solo run. He they just gave him those loads of matches against random local competitors, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. It's basically that. Yeah, and and it's just trying to build a bigger rift between Wardlow uh, and the rest of the pinnacle, especially MJF. So it's working in that sense. It didn't take up too much time, and uh, yeah. we're we're good to crack on uh, into mm. the the next match, which was worth the time. Uh, and with some cracks beginning to form in the inner circle, Chris yeah. Jericho, Santana, and Ortiz took on Daniel Garcia and 2.0 in the next contest. Jericho was set to start the match, but Santana blind tagged himself in and got the farts. The, the fart the fight started himself <laughs> he got the fart started dan <laughs> oh, uh, you couldn't do it if you tried uh while the opposition teamed well tagging in and out all three members of their trio santana and ortiz kept the match between each other refusing to tag in jericho chris jericho would be the difference in the match though as he hit the judas effect to Matt Lee from outside the ring, allowing Santana to pick up the win. Mm. Mm. Twisted uh, fart starter, says Tamsin. Yeah. But it was a good uh, good fart. So. Yes. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm liking the sort of <laughs> breakup of the inner circle, like sort of cracks beginning to form. Quite interesting. So, yeah, I mean they they haven't really used them as a stable mm. outside of fighting the pinnacle. There's no real no. point, especially now that you know Jericho's turned face again and well, yeah, dragging all of the stable with them turning face. There's really no purpose in in ha in having a a babyface stable like that. So I think it's good that they're gonna split it up a little bit. Maybe it's a little bit too big maybe they just splinter off Santana and Ortiz and, and keep the rest of it I don't know but uh, from a, a kayfabe point of view you can absolutely see the point of Santana and Ortiz they've really done nothing in AEW mm. even though they have pretty much been there since the beginning they debuted a couple of yeah. weeks into into the start of Dynamite and they've really yeah. done nothing they haven't won the tag titles they haven't no. individually won any titles they've done nothing no. so it makes sense uh, yeah. it'd be good to see something happen with them yeah that. a feud with Jericho first maybe Jericho and um, and Jake Hager who are the yeah who's an, another member of the inner circle that's not really doing anything right now yeah I haven't don't seen Jake see Hager them. in ages no exactly and I don't see them involving Sammy Guevara he's busy no doing... he's off doing his TNT stuff so yeah yeah so but yeah Bit of story being set up for the future. Interesting to yeah. see. We'll follow it as we go. Maybe by the next time that we uh, chat AEW, mm. uh, which will probably be AEW Revolution, unless they have another special television event, which they, they may. 
That's what they do. They do. They just make them up as they go along. Go, meh, let's have a special. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, but we'll we'll see as time progresses. Points all round. We both yeah. picked the inner circle to win. Yeah. Touch and go, but they did indeed pick up the win. So we are now Jez two, Dan one. Juan. 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 We move on to the next segment. Yeah. So, in a break from the in ring action, CM Punk. I know it's not AEW, but it's still CM Punk. Uh, made his way to the ring to address the crowd in Cleveland. Punk asked the audience if they were sick of hearing him talk yet because he said that he was talking and that's why he was dressed to fight. He's done talking and that's why he's dressed to fight. He said that he wanted to fight MJF and wanted to call out... <laughs> call out... Friedman. Friedman. That's what the F stands for in MJF, Dan. Friedman. Oh, does it? Yeah. I never paid attention. Friedman <laughs> out for a fight... On that very night, that rhymes, he didn't expect him to answer the call and would instead send one of the Pinnacle teammates. But MJF did indeed make his way out to the ramp at least. Max asked Cleveland if they wanted to see him wrestle Punk tonight, but MJF said no because he wouldn't waste a quality fight on Cleveland, Ohio. He did, however, agree to fight him next week in Chicago. MJF continued his verbal attack on Punk, saying that Punk would abandon the fans again after he beats him just like he did in 2014. MJF then brought in some backup and the pinnacle jumped Punk from behind. The group assaulted him with a steel chair, choked him with a scarf and powerbombed him. MJF then sat on him cross-legged and closed with a statement that next week Punk's journey would end where it began, Chicago, Illinois. Yes. Mm. Another in a long series of fantastic back-and-forth verbal promos from these guys. It's been a long setup. It's been cracking. It's a shame that we're just having it on a on a kind of regular dynamite, yeah. Rather than on this one that was a special event uh, in in Beach Break, it makes sense that they're saving it for Chicago, but it doesn't mean I'm not disappointed you didn't have it on this show. Yeah, yeah. There are definitely some things that could have been left out of this dynamite to accommodate this uh, MJF versus CM Punk match. But uh, yes, Friedman is his last name. He's Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Okay. Yeah. The more you know. The more you know. So, how how are you finding CM Punk in AEW? Obviously, he was missing from wrestling for a while. Yeah. I really don't know how to feel about CM Punk at the moment. Yes, he's doing good things and all that, but I don't know. When he first came back, yes, I was excited for it and all that, but now it's kind of like my excitement's kind of fizzled out a bit. I don't know why. It was a massive deal that he was coming back to wrestling after however long it was, seven, seven years? 
possibly. Seven years, um, I think it was, yeah. And obviously now that that shine has worn off a little bit. Um, mm. I, I am kind of in the same boat as you. I am still excited to see CM Punk wrestle different people, mm. but not as excited as I was to just see him step back into a ring and talk on the mic that i think that's really what people wanted him to do more than anything yeah. outside of wrestling was to just talk because yeah. he's, he's a, a cracking promo but i see what you mean the the shine has come off a bit um it, and it's not like brian danielson where we saw him wrestle week after week after week after week after week for a while and really yeah. get a few more matches in like they're really using cm punk sparingly in matches yeah. Yeah. And I think I would like to see him in some, you know, just tag team matches and mm. things to help just build to like matches. that. Like, why why aren't we getting things like uh, CM Punk and I don't know whoever's facing uh, um, uh, the Pinnacle at the time, whoever it is that um, completely forgotten names. Uh, Shotty Lee Johnson and Brock Anderson. Why didn't yes, we no. have? Shotty Lee Johnson, Brock Anderson, and CM Punk against FTR and MJF, so that you could yeah. tease having MJF and CM Punk come to blows, but they never actually did because yeah. FTR did all the work. And uh, yeah, and you, then you get to see things like uh, like FTR actually being in the ring with CM Punk, which they're mm. not going to do any other way unless CM Punk finds a tag team partner and enters the tag team division. So yeah, I think. The way that to add that excitement level is to just have him in the ring more. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, maybe that will happen. He needs, he needs to decide what ring gear he's going to wear. He does. I think he's working up his self confidence a little bit. Um, yeah, because he's Cause uh, he, he's he's been through a few different sort of ring gears since he's been back. He's had the tights. He's had his old trunks. He's had like shorts. It's like. Make your mind up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think he's. Uh, no, I don't know it. Know this with any authority, but just observing is yeah. jumping around in ring gear. I think he might be having some kind of body confidence issues and isn't sure mm. what what works for him now as as a man yeah. who's who's seven years older than he was when he was last in the ring. Mm. Um, things start to start to change, Dan. You know, as you get older. Not that I, I would mean, know that, obviously. Me, so. Yeah, and it hasn't happened to me yet, but um, maybe you know, there's there's somebody out there in the chat that can attest to body changes as as they get older and that kind of thing. Anyone Research out one, there perhaps. With body changes. Research one, perhaps, as uh, the elder statesman uh, of the chat. Um, yeah, I, that will settle down. He'll find something he likes and yeah. is happy with, and can wrestle in. Most importantly, yeah. Um, isn't too baggy because he he historically has worn very tight things so that they don't get in the way when you do the chain wrestling and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah, I am slightly old, he says. From not here, <laughs> his little acorn said it. <laughs> Son of a. Okay, so no predictions there because it was just a promo. Yeah, uh, but we move into our next contest and get back to the prediction competition. Uh, the next match was a battle of former friends when legit Layla Hirsch faced Red Velvet. 
after being blindsided the week before by Hirsch, Velvet charged the ring during her entrance and got the match started quickly. Inside the ring, Red Velvet controlled the match with holds and submissions, but uh, outside the ring, the brawling style of Hirsch was more dominant. As the match progressed, as the match progressed, rather, the more aggressive style of Hirsch overwhelmed her opponent, as the Russian also added strikes and submissions to her assault. Red Velvet survived well, but Hirsch resorted to cheap tactics to win, rolling up Velvet and pulling the tights to keep her down for the 1-2-3. After the match, Hirsch locked Velvet in an armbar and had to be saved by Chris Statlander. Yeah. First uh, women's action of the night. Yeah. Uh, and the only women's action of the night, I believe. It was the only one. Yeah. Uh, what did you think? It was all right. I don't think yeah. there's much to write home about. No, for something that had a bit of a personal aspect to it, mm. it, it didn't really seem like Red Velvet had any real shot of getting revenge. It's mm. it's very clear that legit Layla Hirsch is the the bigger, stronger, smashier yeah. woman, and so yeah. Red Velvet was never going to get revenge, even if she wanted to. Yeah. Um, and I think it it more serves to set up Hirsch and Statlander going forward, and Red Velvet will just be pushed off into the background, I suppose. But yeah, so it was a a good match for me, developing the story point of view. But it it didn't do Red Velvet any favors, I don't think. No, no. unfortunately. Uh, but uh, do you know who it did do a favor for? You. This guy, who predicted legit Layla Hirsch would win, you did not. So that's Jazz Dan. three, Dan, Uno, Uno, Uno. That's one for those that don't speak Spanish. I think. Yes, we'll say it in Russian, considering. Um, I'm not googling. <laughs> I'm not Can't just use your extensive knowledge. Mm, uh, oh, just comes. How the hell do you say that? It just comes to you naturally. Odin. Odin. No, okay. There you go. Okay. Move on swiftly. Leaving me. Yep, right. Anyway. Leaving me hanging out um, to dry here. Come on. <laughs> before her man took part in the main event. AEW Women's World Champion Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, uh, made her way to the ring for a long overdue update on her and the year she had in 2021, winning multiple awards from Pro Wrestling Illustrated and, of course, the Women's World Championship. Ever the heel, she got a big and got a dig in on the Baker Field, Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns before adding that she wasn't done with the accolades yet and that she would turn her Woman of the Year award into the Woman of the Decade award. And obviously it it just yeah. slipped her mind. Uh, another accolade in 2021 was that she was the main event podcast female wrestler of the year, but... Um, Notorious for her shocking memory, that that Baker. So yeah. we'll, we'll we'll let her off. But next year, she, when she's listing off her accolades, uh, 
if she wins again, which she, she might, then she better list it. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. yeah. Better. Yeah. Didn't even display her her plaque in the ring. No, she didn't, did she? Which uh, it's disappointing, really. But anyway, we move on. Uh, I personally, as uh, an American football fan, enjoyed the uh, the digs at, at Baker May- Mayfield and the Browns. That was fun. Um, for those that only watch kind of AEW and don't understand the, the context of that, Britt Baker's from Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh is one of the Pittsburgh Steelers are the main rival of the Cleveland Browns. They're ah. They're not far from each other. They're fairly fairly neighbouring. It's kind of like a derby in in soccer, or yeah. uh, you know, it's just a big rivalry. So when she turns up in her her yellow and black, which are the colours of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and yeah. lords over the Cleveland Browns, that they're not very good. It's just pure entertainment for a, a guy like me. But for someone who didn't understand all of that, what did you think of the promo? Yeah, I thought it was good actually. I knew I didn't know I understand the American football references, you know, because I don't watch American football. Um, but I kind of got the gist that she was basically having a dig at Cleveland. So yeah, yeah, I mean, go it, for it. It's just classic heel work, isn't it? You know, yeah. it sucks to be here in insert town name. Yeah. Boy, aren't the people in insert town name so stupid? And the sports yeah. team in, in insert town name is just terrible. Like, yeah. it, it is classic heel work. And I should yeah. be sick of it by now with all the wrestling that I've watched. But I'm not. I love every second of that good. cheap heat uh, yeah. f- from from heels. And uh, it was yeah. expertly done here, keeping the references current. And it ju- was just super useful that the, uh, the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns is called Baker Mayfield, and she's Britt Baker, so she could throw that together and be like yeah it's okay cleveland the baker you can rely on is here now so that was it was beautiful and i enjoyed every second of it it was all good apart from you know her not bringing out her main event podcast female wrestler of the year award oh yeah that's the bad bit yeah next time next time yeah uh and uh on that note we'll crack Mm. on to the main event Uh, let's go and see adam cole Dr. Britt Baker's man, as we mentioned earlier. And in the Dynamite main event, it was a personal score that would be settled in a lights-out match with Adam Cole facing off against Orange Cassidy. After Cassidy symbolically crushed his sunglasses, the two went to war, starting the contest with stiff right hands. The match spilled outside of the ring, and each man found themselves bounced around ringside. As Cole went for a steel chair underneath the ring... He pulled out not only the chair, but Danhausen as well, uh, who stuck his thumb up at Cole, not in the kind of orange casty lazy kind of way, uh, uh, before just leaving the arena. After Cole weakened the hand of Cassidy, crushing it in the ring steps, he went for more weaponry under the ring. No Danhausen this time. Cole really started to enjoy himself here, putting Cassidy inside a trash can and drop-kicking it, as well as restricting his movement with a chain while delivering a backstabber. Cassidy fought back, but his now lacerated and bloody hand, uh, Orange's now lacerated and bloody hand, took away part of his arsenal in the match. 
Distractions and multiple run-ins allowed Cassidy to hit the orange punch, but this hurt his injured hand and he could not capitalise with the cover. Adam Cole ran away from the ring and the pair took their battle to the gorilla position, then back to the stage. Cole climbed up a truss, followed closely by Cassidy, who delivered a low blow to Adam Cole, before Cassidy threw both he and Cole off the truss, crashing through the stage. Amongst the wreckage, Orange Cassidy pilled ad- pilled? pinned Adam Cole. I'm just saying random words today, apparently. It was farted earlier, it's pilled now. Uh, amongst the wreckage, Orange Cassidy pinned Adam Cole to pick up the win and end a very personal rivalry. Mm. Mm. And very in, good. In true main event podcast style, you know, we agreed on this one. Yeah. But this time it resulted in nothing for either of us because we both said that yeah. Adam Cole would win. And yeah. uh looking at it now in the cold hard light of knowing who wins, of course Orange Cassidy won. They like to favour the guys that have been there from the beginning rather than the guys who've been there for a cup of coffee like Adam Cole. So it makes sense yeah. that at the end of this rivalry, the babyface Cassidy would come out on top. So yeah. more the fool me Yeah, for making the wrong choice there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. You uh, you enjoyed this match, it sounds I, like. I enjoyed it. There's a few bits that I just thought were a bit pointless and a bit dumb, like Dan Housen. Yeah, that was very pointless. People get, are very excited the... about Danhausen, and I don't know a damn thing about him or why people are excited or or anything I really. I I did like Google him and I've watched a few videos of him, and he just seems like a bit of an idiot. Yeah, he he definitely seems like a slapstick comedy kind of act, and obviously his face painted white. And he does his eyes all big and tries to look a bit creepy, like he's like some kind of Dracula knockoff. I don't. I don't. Have you heard his voice? No. Oh God. Is it squeaky? You've got to go. You've got to go Google his voice that he puts on when he's in his Danhausen persona. It's stupid. Uh, right. Well. Great. Yeah. I will look um, forward to seeing more of this guy or not. Uh, as yeah. as we progress the next few weeks on on AEW, yeah. but I'm not convinced currently. I'm sure people no. love him. He's exactly yeah. the kind of character that people love in, especially in AEW, yeah. an Orange Cassidy style character. But mm. he's not doing it for me initially. We'll see. Yeah. I'll give it a go. A couple more. Well, another pointless thing was the gorilla position. That just seemed a bit pointless, you know. Quick, go out there, dump him for a table, and then just go back out there again. Yeah, they just wanted to to go backstage and see Jerry Lynn and and Tony Khan sat at the at the table producing yeah. the gas. Like, look, yeah. these guys do do something. They're, yeah. they're not just you know, they don't just send us out there to wrestle and then just hope it works yeah. for the best. They're actually doing stuff. See, see, mm. um, great, thanks. Yeah. There are tables out there you could have used. Yeah. We didn't need need to go back there, yeah. but that's fine. It did confuse me that, that JR called it the go position. Yeah, the go position. I'm guessing they, they're them trying to be different to WWE again. I guess, but like they they call it the gorilla position out of respect to Gorilla Monsoon. Mm. So 
to change the name flies in the face of that respect is disrespectful yeah. if you will so i'm mm. I, I, if they've got a reason fine but if they've just changed the name for the sake of changing the name i think it's a bit of a poor show yeah. really but i don't know enough about that to to yeah. really kind of hammer them for their decision yeah and uh the the other thing was adam cole trying to get out of orange cassidy's hug yeah yeah and like he was, hold- doing this. And he was holding his hands like that yeah now why was he doing that he had know. his hands together like that because he was you know holding his testicles having been low blowed at the top yeah. of the truss but it's like they're not locked together man and you're not holding your balls anymore so just open your hands up you might be able to get yeah. free from the from the hug um he's hugging you and he's like hugging around here just literally just go Broop. yeah just but yeah. no he just has to stand there doing this just just wobble about a bit like he's <laughs> he's some kind of penguin having an epileptic fit yeah it wasn't yeah that wasn't wasn't brilliant um so no perhaps he was weakened by the low blow and didn't have the strength to to get out of it i don't know but it did take a little bit too long yeah they had to set up the spot properly obviously and make sure that they were safe but yeah do it better just an idea outrageous thing to say but i said it now, <laughs> before we move into the uh, the second portion, uh, onto Rampage, let's uh, have a look at uh, what we predicted for that. Four matches here as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lee Johnson and Brock Anderson versus FTR. You went FTR, I went not FTR. Uh, we agreed on everything else. John Moxley Ooh. to be Anthony Bowens. Jurassic Express to retain the AEW World Tag Team Championships against Private Party and Jade Cargill to retain the TBS Championship against Julia Hart. Nice and Lovely. simple. And onwards we shall stumble. Yes. So, the opening contest of Rampage saw John Moxley take on Anthony Bowens uh, after being riled up by the entrance by the entrance ramp of Bowens' acclaimed partner, Matt Caster. Mox took the fight to Bowens with heavy strikes. The fight quickly left the ring and Bowens found himself bounced around the ring barricades while Mox enjoyed himself. Back in the ring, things became more more even as Bowens was able to finally get in some offence thanks to the distraction of Max Caster. However, Mox soon evened the score, throwing Bowens out of the ring and onto his partner, taking him down. Caster soon revived and once again interjected himself in the match, but Mox was wise wise to it, took care of Caster and hit the paradigm shift on Anthony Bowens to pick up the win. After the match, Brian Danielson was pictured watching the match on a monitor, suggesting future competition is coming between the two men. Yes. And mm. I am just so pleased to see John Moxley looking healthy. Yeah. Because and we didn't know it at the time, but there was a period of time where John Moxley just looked rough. 
Mm. Like he'd put on a lot of weight and he just yeah. looked like he'd he just got out of bed. Uh, yeah. And that's because he probably had at least just woken up. Um, mm. but now he's, he's rehabbed uh, for yeah. his alcoholism. He's back. He looks fantastic. He does. Hasn't lost a step in the ring. Uh, no. And he just seems... He seems more zen, which is strange considering his character is, you know, a, a crazy person that would sooner punch you in the face as say hello to you. Uh, mm. But he looks like a really zen crazy person. Yeah. If that's a thing. If well, it is thing. now. It is now. We've just coined the phrase. A zen crazy person. Uh, greetings, Will. Dropping some uh, BCW emotes. Welcome. Uh, did you enjoy this match? Yeah, I I always enjoy a a Moxley match, just because he can be quite funny as well. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it 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 was what it was, and it, it's yeah. just a few matches to get Marks back in the the swing of things before pushing him onto a, a big rivalry with somebody else. I would expect, but uh, I feel like uh, Anthony Bowens and Max Caster. That's Max Caster, not Matt Caster, by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, were were fantastic antagonists. I really like his entrance raps. Um, yeah. And again, that's classic heel work: uh, insulting the the crowd, insulting the opponent, and just generally being obnoxious. They're really good at it, and it was it was a lot of fun. So good stuff. Uh, yeah. A point each for us in the prediction point competition each. because Woo. we we both correctly predicted John Moxley increases both by one. Jazz four. Dan two, and we'll crack on. Yeah. Uh, the next contest saw Shotty Lee Johnson and Brock Anderson versus FTR, and started quickly without ring entrances or introductions. In the early going, Johnson and Anderson held their own well against the more experienced FTR, including a prolonged technical battle between Brock Anderson and Dax Harwood. Anderson would return to the ring later off the hot tag of Johnson and cleaned house before getting a near fall on Cash Wheeler. Johnson tagged back in and picked up a near fall of his own before the battle turned to ringside where we saw a battle of former four horsemen, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. This distraction was enough for FTR to deliver a spike pile driver to Shotty and collect the one, two, three. Yeah. Yes. Now, why did I put on your uh, on the thing that you? Oh no, this is where we differed. Never mind. I'm being a dum dum. I'm confusing myself. This is the match that we uh, we differed on, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, you got it right. Yeah. I regret to say. Um, and again, kicking myself because of course FTR win. Yeah. Why did I think they wouldn't? Dumb just dumb I don't dumb know. dumb. Very dumb. But uh, regardless, it was a match. What did you yeah. think? It was all right. That's yeah. about it. <laughs> I, th I think this is the most we've seen of Brock Anderson, especially on main television anyway. They've done a lot on on Dark, their, their YouTube mm. series of Dark matches. Um, but they haven't really been on television all that much it's good to see brock yeah. anderson especially on television and he he is basically his dad yeah it, it is like watching arn anderson wrestle all those years ago 
so that's that's interesting. Wonder how long they're going to keep him in a tag team. Yeah. And what kind of future he might have as a as a singles competitor. But it was it was fine. The the main rivalry here was FTR and Arn Anderson more so than than anybody else. So funny that Dax Harwood calls him dad because yeah, he looks more like Arn Anderson's son than Brock Anderson does most of the time. So funny, funny. Uh, but yeah, as we said, you got the point for correctly predicting yeah. FTR. So uh, gets closer. Just four down three. Yeah. And uh, yeah, okay. we crack on again. So the next match was for the TBS Championship as the undefeated champion Jade Cargill took on young challenger Julia Hart. The champion Cargill used her size and strength to dominate her challenger and show off with press-ups and sit-ups. Hart's got some offense in during the match, but this just pissed Cargill off, and the champion retained her title with Jaded, which is her version of the Glam Slam. Mm. This was basically a a squash match. Yeah, squash match. It was a filler. There's, there's, there's not really a whole lot to discuss in terms of the match. This, this, this was like the Wardlow match. Just for a championship. Yeah, exactly. And that's fine. You know, it's a, it's a television championship, basically. It should mm. be defended on television, and then there should be wins mm. stacked up by the champions. So it's all good. Mm. Um, but we don't really need to talk heavily about it. I'm going to no. ask you two questions. Oh, God. First, what do you think of Jade Cargill? Um, she's right. Yeah. She's definitely an impressive-looking athlete. She is. She is. Uh, I'm not sure that she has the level of in-ring prowess that earns her the position that they are giving her. Mm. I don't think that she is as good in the ring as several of the other females on the mm. roster who might yeah. flourish better in that spot. I don't know. It's just a, a passing opinion. Mm. But, yeah, something not quite resonating with me as a viewer. I don't know what it is, though. Maybe it's her manager. I don't like that guy. He's weird. Or the guy with a neck brace. Yeah. Is it Smart Mark Sterling? Is that his name? I don't know. I didn't pay attention to him. It's a bit a bit weird. But yeah. So that's question number one. Yeah. That okay. was basically a in in a word it was meh. Meh. Uh might be the same answer for the next question. Uh how do you feel about the the mid card championships being named after the television networks? That they broadcast on. So we've got the TNT Championship for the men and the TBS Championship for the women. Meh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have a strong opinion either way. No. To be honest. I don't at all. It's, I think what I would like more is better, <clears throat> pardon me, is better designs for these two championships. Oh, yeah. They're just I think, generic. I think TNT, um, AW in general, the only belt that I think looks good is the world. I agree. Heavyweight. I agree. The 
the tag team is just very generic and bland. Yeah. The women's one is just, just, I don't know, just rubbish. And, and the TNT and TBS are just no. <laughs> yeah. The, the women's championship is designed to look like classic women's championships mm. that they made small and tiny because, you know, women are dainty and they can only yeah. hold small belts. If you gave them a man's belt, they'd just collapse under the weight. So yeah. I get that it, that it honours the tradition of the belts, but that tradition for me comes from a place of sexism, frankly. So I would much rather they had their own designs with, with bigger belts. Mm. And yeah, you're, well, they you're did. right. The rest of the did. They did change the women's belt, didn't they? Because it was ridiculous. Even smaller small before. Yeah. 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 It was like that big or something. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It was tiny. So they did make it bigger. But even so, it's like, no, just the, the size ain't going to do anything to it. It's still a rubbish design. Mm. Mm. Uh, Aletha eats men's belts for breakfast. See? There you go. The times have changed and now not only can women carry men's belts but they can eat them too that yeah. that's progress dan there you, go. there you go it's 2022 and damn it if women want to eat belts we should goddamn let them there you go you can eat the metal and the leather yeah i'm not sure that nice yeah they're not vegan that's for sure no Unless it's uh, you know the Daniel Bryan sustainable yeah. WWE Championship that he had a, a few years ago, uh, and Future Wolfington doesn't like belts at all. How do you keep your trousers up? String, maybe I don't know, but it is fine that he doesn't like belts because uh, I will quite happily keep them. I will happily keep all fourteen of mine. You don't like belts? What are you talking about? I hate belts. I've got no evidence that suggests that you like belts. Ignore this behind me. I often do. Otherwise, <laughs> I would be insanely jealous. Uh, so, squash match. We picked Jade Cargill. Char bleh, bleh. Jade Cargill each. Jade Cargill one. Jez five. Dan four. We move into the last match final match of Beach Break and the main event of Rampage, which was for the AEW World Tag Team Championship with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus accompanied by Christian Cage defending the gold against Private Party accompanied by Matt Hardy and The Blade. As Jurassic Express made their way to the ring, they were distracted by uh, future challengers Austin and Colton Gunn in the crowd which allowed Private Party to jump the tag champs and start the match. Uh, they got uh, Jungle Boy in the ring immediately and hit Gin and Juice, but Jungle Boy was able to kick out of the cover. Private Party continued to double-team Jungle Boy, but he was still able to make a tag to Luchasaurus, which sent the challengers scurrying from the ring. With the ref referee occupied by Private Party, Matt Hardy and the Blade attacked the knee of Luchasaurus with a steel chair. With his dinosaur weakened, Jungle Boy evened the score with a series of dives from inside the ring to out, keeping the attack on Private Party. The action remained chaotic as the match progressed, with the referee doing little to prevent uh, illegal men from taking part in the match. 
but the champions were eventually able to retain defeating Private Party with the Thoracic Express, which is a cracking name. Uh, after the match, the gun club stormed the ring and left the champions laying as Beach Break came to a close. Jurassic mm. Express, Daniel. They're called Jurassic Express, but their move hurts your back, so it's Thoracic Express. Yeah, I get oh. it. Someone pay them more money. That's fantastic. Oh, that's Jez happy. <laughs> I'm sure Tamsin appreciates that name as well. Loves a bit of, <laughs> loves a bit of the, uh, of the word play. Uh, but, uh, I mean, this is a wrestling podcast. Oh, if you love the name Thoracic Express, give me a hell yeah in the chat. And I'll just wait for the hell yeahs to flood. Right, let's just sit here and wait. Yeah, no, let's not. Let's discuss. Uh, <laughs> another championship match. What did you uh, What did you feel about it? Was it worth worth being the main event of uh, at Rampage? I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, we've got two yeah. hell yeahs and a choo choo so far. Yeah, choo choo. Uh, what do you think of Jurassic Express in general? Um. Meh, really. Yeah. Them in general, meh. You're not a big fan? Not particularly. I'm not I don't, it's not like I don't like like them, you know. I just don't love them. Fair you enough. You know, I'm kind of Yeah. I, I yeah. like that they, they've finally been given a run with the championship. Mm. Uh they they've been in AW since day one. Thoroughly deserved it. I think that individually the Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus gimmicks are a bit weird mm. but then when you combine them together and you've mm. got you know one man and his dinosaur in a team taking on the world I think I think it works together so I like Jurassic Express um, yeah. I like them better when they don't have Marco Stunt around because that guy's I don't understand why he's a thing oh is that um, that kid yeah, well, yeah, he's not a kid. He's a grown man, but he's not very grown. He's like four foot eight or something. Yeah. He's not very big. Um, yeah, that one. And he just, he's basically there to get thrown around by bigger men, is the, the point. Basically, he's basically Hornswoggle. He is, but not, you know, as, as small. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so I like that they're getting a good run. Uh, it's a good win against Private Party. Private Party is another team that has been there since the beginning. Mm. Um, and it seems like we're going to get some fun with the Gun Club mm. next, um, who I find it hilarious that uh, everyone is calling the Arse Boys instead of the Gun Club. Um, because, yeah. you know, on the surface, that sounds like a horribly homophobic, you know, yeah. name. But... Uh, yeah. When you know the context that their their dad Billy Gunn, who still is there managing them, uh, used to go by the ring name Mister Ass, then it's not homophobic. Yeah. It's just funny. Yeah, no, it's just funny. <laughs> yeah, Ass Boys. So there you go. That's who they are. Uh, and uh, we both correctly predicted. Jurassic Express would win. So the yep. final scores uh, on the doors. No 
random doors laid out for people to be put through in this show so that's slightly disappointing yes future wolfington ass boys but not in a sexual context just no just ass boys just sons of mr ass the ass yeah. boys you know ass junior and ass junior ass junior yeah. ass junior junior well no because it's not that it's not like three generations of guns it's yeah. They're both Billy Gunn's kids, so it's Arse Junior 1 and Arse Junior 2, the Arse Boys. Like Thing 1 and Thing 2. A bit like that, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as I was saying, final scores on the doors is Jez 6. I don't think I've had to use two hands for a score Maybe for a long time. Uh, Dan, 5. So finally Bam, I've won. Gone. I've won an event. You've won an event. God damn. Like this... This quarter is not going well for me, but I close the gap ever so slightly. Ever so slightly. So, a little uh, bit. And the total scores now, with still plenty of time left and plenty of events left to happen, uh, it's Jez 20.5, Dan 24. So, three, oh. three little points and a half to be able to keep my belt hanging in its position but I've finally given it. Finally. Yeah, just before the stream. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, want, I did wonder how that sounded for you, actually, as I was there hammering nails into uh, into wood. Was it a good it sound? It wasn't too bad, actually. Was it a bit like tuning into an ASMR Twitch channel, but instead of, you know, soothing sounds and rubbing things gently, yeah. it was just junk, junk, junk. Maybe I should do like uh, an anti ASMR stream. Oh, think? please do. Yeah. Like, that would be so uh, funny. If you've tuned in tonight to hear the docile tunes, tones of somebody that will perhaps help you go to sleep, you're in the wrong place. Smash, smash, smash. Just get a jackhammer and various noisy things. Yes, please do that. Okay. I will I will put it on the, on the stream schedule to happen at some point. I'll find the noisiest things possible. To be honest, you've just got all those toys behind you. You could just like set them all off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a lot of noisy stuff in this house. Uh, exactly. I'll, I'll also bring my my daughter in. She can make a lot of noise. So yeah, it'll there be be an anti ASMR stream. Instead of stroking the mic, I'll like punch it and make loads of noise. It'll be great. It'll be yeah. cracking. Do it. Uh, but that's if for you another don't day. Do it, I'll be disappointed. <laughs> that's for another day. To close yeah. out this day. Uh, I must ask you, Dan, to provide a rating for AEW Beach Break, both nights of it, combined into one. So out of five MJF Burberry scarves, what do you give the event? Well, I want one of those Burberry scarves. Uh, do you really? Yeah, I thought they looked funny. Well, apparently you can get a 10-pack on Amazon for $15 or whatever CM Punk said. Oh, I'll do that then. Um, uh, I think there's good bits, but then there's also bits that are just not bad, just meh. So I think I'm just going to go down the middle and say 2.5. Oh, okay. Um, I think that's a, a bit harsh considering the two cracking matches that we had on, on Dynamite in the ladder match and the, uh, the lights out match. I see what you're saying, that you know yeah. it wasn't it wasn't a spectacular event. There was a lot of filler. Um, but I think I'm going to be more 
more generous than than 2.5 i'm gonna go one whole point above you and give it a 3.5 did you did you take into consideration that brit baker didn't mention our reward i i did it would have been uh it would have been 107 out of five if she had actually name dropped us life on non aw dynamite (laughs) yeah fair enough would have been worth worth the extra points i think but uh, she didn't so they lose out they don't get the extra points yeah yeah 3.5 it is from me that is beach break Mm. next time that we will be live is not next tuesday at 4 p.m uh differing slightly next week to kind of work around the changing wrestling schedule that's happening because they've they're going back to Saudi Arabia and WWE and all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, NXT Vengeance Day will take place a week from today on February the 15th. But that'll happen a lot later in, in the day than, than we are right now. So we're going to discuss it almost immediately. We're going to come back for our next show on Thursday, February 17th uh, in the evening where we will discuss NXT Vengeance Day in all of its glory so a special day special time and then we'll get back to normal the the following tuesday so yeah don't come here next tuesday afternoon no find something else to do i might yeah. do a, I might do my you know noisy not asmr stream or something oh the, yes do it in in this spot but uh yeah i may do something else who knows but there will be no main event podcast on tuesday next week it's thursday evening instead yes and there we have it. Uh, we wanted to be uh, to be finished by five. How about that, Dan? It's four fifty-nine. Oh, boom! We're going to finish on the dot. How do you like that timing? What we like. It's probably the most efficient timing we've ever done in our entire lives. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we'll see you next week. I've been Jazz. That's been Dan. And I've been Dan. I forgot that you do that. And <laughs> and this has been the main event podcast. Can't have it all perfect, Dan. We've got to cock up somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) See you next week, folks. Bye-bye. Bye.